0: Cody Epps does an about face and returns to the BYU football program. What went into it? We're talking about that. We're also talking about Quez Glover, a new addition for Mark Pope and the BYU basketball team. You are locked on Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen today, and thank you for making it a part of your routine. Thank you for being an everydayer to the thousands of you who check us out on a daily basis. We are proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. The motto is, your team every day, and as such, this is your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. All right, diving right in. Uh, Crazy, crazy news. Uh, Crazy turn of events last 72 hours have absolutely been wild on the BYU football side of things. Uh, As you guys are all well aware at this point, Cody Epps has announced, or at least you should be aware if I'm breaking the news to you, uh, Cody Epps is returning to the BYU football program, doing an abrupt about-face 72 hours after the word leaked that he was entering the transfer portal. He made the statement uh, that he's coming back to BYU, and... uh, (laughs) I could spend probably the next, I could probably do three or four podcasts laying out the different things I was told about all the different nuances and all the different things that went on in the background of the story. There may be other people who tried to do that, but I'm just going to suffice it to say in this circumstance that uh, Cody, I think, uh, did some soul searching. I think other people inside the BYU football program had a similar uh, type feeling and they've reconvened and they've hashed out uh, whatever needed to be hashed out and he he is back with the BYU football program the other thing about this is is that Cody is a guy that I think is ingratiated himself into the BYU fan culture y'all know that it felt like in some ways he was burning those bridges and I, I really do think that this is a young man who realized you know what maybe the grass isn't uh, quite uh, isn't greener even though uh, some around me may be thinking that and maybe have gotten that into it inside his head that made him make that decision the, the thing about this is I guess I, I say all of that to say this It's good to have Cody Epps back because he is going to help BYU win football games this fall. He was inarguably one of BYU's top three wide receivers going into this season. There's no doubt about that. Chase Roberts, Keanu Hill, and Cody Epps were going to be the lead dogs for BYU at wide receiver. And with Cody returning, I think that trio remains intact. But the best part is, now Darius Lassiter has added his name to the mix, which bolsters BYU BYU's depth at wide receiver. And also, they've issued out offers, I think, to nine, ten other guys uh, based on the, the last count of the different offers that went out. Now, a lot lot of those offers went out in the immediate aftermath of Cody Epps' decision to go into the portal. So, How many of those will be quote-unquote committable? How many of those guys will ultimately uh, decide to pull back on their interest in BYU because of Cody Epps and Darius Lassiter? Only time will tell on that front. But I I can assure you, based on the conversation I had earlier this morning with somebody inside the program, is that BYU is not slowing down on the recruiting front. They went into the transfer portal period this spring understanding they needed to bring in two, maybe three wide receivers. Well, Cody Epps was part of the calculus. So if you're going by that, if Cody was originally counted as a guy who's going to stick around, that means they're still looking for one to two more guys at least. So do not expect BYU just to stand idly by and say, hey, sorry guys, but uh, no interest anymore. I have uh, on fairly good authority that BYU is continuing to work on getting a visit date set up for some of these guys in the transfer portal, gauging interest from them, all, all the different uh, nuances and the the kind of the checklist, if you will, of what needs to happen to get guys uh, into the program. They know they need questions quality depth at every position. That's one thing that BYU endeavored to do during this transfer portal period or the last two periods is to build up power five quality depth. Are they there yet? No, they're not. But they are endeavoring as best they can to do that. You're going to hear a very interesting conversation on our official Thursday edition of the podcast tomorrow. This is more I, what I'd call an emergency podcast. But on the podcast tomorrow, I had a conversation with both Alema Pelimai mai and Jackson Kafusi, both recently graduated BYU football players. We talked about Transfer Portal. We talked about NIL. We talked about the stresses and the, the successes, all the different things that go into being a BYU football player. You're going to hear that conversation tomorrow. And I think it will lend some insight into some of the psyche of some of these players and how they navigate what has become an increasingly more difficult arena to compete in and I mean that because you have the transfer portal always looming out there you have NIL and the opportunity to make money off your name image and likeness you also have to compete at a high level and BYU is going to be going into the biggest level of football they've ever gone into in the Big 12 era, they are working their tails off, speaking to of this coaching staff, to get BYU to a level where they feel like they can compete on a game in and game out basis. There's a lot of people out there who really like what BYU brings on paper to the Big 12, but I think the feeling inside the program is yes, we think our top of the line guys, our first stringers, can hang with anybody in the Big 12 conference. The problem is when we have to dip down to some of the backups and maybe even the third stringers in certain circumstances, that is where the weaknesses lie for the BYU. BYU football program. thats uh, should be no news to anybody out there. That's kind of been weakness of BYU's for years. Their ones annually, uh, even going back to their WAC and Mountain West days, uh, traditionally they could compete with Power 5-level opponents. The problem is the quality depth, and that's what BYU's going after here. Uh, I'm getting back to the original point, though. Cody Epps is now going to come back and he's going to bolster BYU's wide receiver position. I truly believe he can be the second best, potentially even the best receiver on BYU's roster. And your your gauge for what that is, whether it's yards, touchdowns, uh, how how physically imposing they look, whatever you want to gauge it as, I understand that. But the good news is Cody Epps is back in the fold and that should uh, make you feel better as a BYU fan because I, it just it, it made so little sense to me when those when that news started coming out I, that's why i tweeted why i tweeted i said what the what because like if you could have give me say Jake Uh, There's a guy going into the portal. I'll give you 10 guesses as to who it is. They Had they asked me Sunday afternoon uh, before that news leaked out and said, I'll give you 10 guesses for a player that's going to go into the portal. I probably could have gone all 10 guesses with really good guesses for each reason why I picked the guy I picked, and I wouldn't have picked Cody Epps. He seems to be a BYU guy through and through, so that's why it was so shocking to see him enter his name into the transfer portal. Now, let me also acknowledge something here that I promised I would acknowledge on today's show. A few of you, and I, I understand, I understand you guys are, I welcome any and all feedback. I'm sincere in saying that because the thing about this is the only way this podcast and the community that we've built here on Locked On Cougars to grow and thrive is to have open and honest dialogue with you guys. Now, I can't talk to you guys face-to-face on this podcast. I'm doing this digitally. But your guys' interactions on social media and the YouTube comments, that type of stuff, is what I'm referring to. Had a great message come in uh, from a a listener, and it's uh, Aaron uh, he's tweeted at me and said, Jake, I feel like your comments, uh, I think it was referring to the Tuesday edition when I was talking about uh, some of the reasons and some of the feeling around uh, Cody Epps' departure. Uh, essentially, Aaron was saying that I, I became a little too critical of Cody Epps and uh, maybe some character assassination type stuff. I didn't use the term character assassination, but I'll just sum it up saying that. Now, as I thought about that, I, I appreciate the feedback because Aaron is not the only one who uh, responded with that. Uh, a number of you on a, our YouTube Comments or YouTube channel had a similar type sentiment. I, I I will apologize for that because I I think listening back to it, because I actually listened to it on my way home uh, from my radio job just to kind of get a sense of maybe if I if personally if I felt like I came off a little too strong. I can acknowledge, yeah, I probably sounded a little too pointed and a little too. I guess cynical slash uh, mean-spirited to a guy like Cody Epps. I I can acknowledge that. But let me add some context to why I made the comments I made. Uh, As you guys well know, I've got many contacts inside the BYU football program. And to a man or woman or to whoever, uh, to every interaction I had regarding Cody Epps, there was a lot of anger. A lot of anger on a lot of people's parts. They were not happy that Cody had, uh, he had actually participated in the uh, visit that uh, Darius Lassiter had been uh, on over the weekend, had had some interactions with Darius, and seemingly they felt like he was uh, conniving the entire time to turn his back on the program. There were a lot of hurt feelings, and I, I... I guess my tone from Tuesday's podcast came more from the fact that I I, I trust these people and I guess I kind of took a cue from the way that they were feeling about things. Now, I can assure you that uh, obviously with the caliber of player that Cody Epps is, his decision to return to the BYU football program, uh, with how many people were hurt by his decision, I would imagine that they had a a come-to-Jesus meeting. They hashed it out. They sat down or got on a phone call, whatever they had to do uh, to make sure everybody's uh, feelings were smoothed over. And the way I understand things is they're happy to have him back in the fold. He made it very clear that he is excited to be a BYU Cougar. I think the best line in his entire statement was the fact that I've got a number of teammates who have weddings this summer, and I cannot miss out on that. This is a young man who he is a fun-loving individual. And that's just – so – I hope you can understand. I apologize if it came off as I was coming too strong at Cody Evans. I probably should have uh, toned it down a little bit. I I will acknowledge that, but I hope that the context I offered there, based on the conversations I had with folks, I guess I was taking more of my cue and kind of my feelings on the matter were kind of coming from that spot. So hopefully that can add some context. But at the same time, uh, I do agree. I probably came off a little too strong on that front. And I'm not above apologizing. Uh, that's that's the one thing about this. Uh, we all have feelings. We all, we all, we all are human beings and that Cody Epps has feelings. These people inside the BYU football program have feelings. I've got feelings. The The important part is at times when you make a mistake or if you uh, come off a little too gruff or whatever it might be, you can acknowledge that mistake. And I, I I will say, I, I think I came off too strong listening back to it now. But the good news is the overarching message is that Cody Epps is back with the BYU football program. And that, that in and of itself, should be celebrated because this kid went through a whole range of emotions. You, as a fan out there, went through 72 hours of fan whiplash from why is this guy leaving to how could he do this to us that he potentially is coming back? There's smoke kind out of Jake. What are you hearing? Folks, I had an idea that he was coming back. I was told to keep an eye on it. And then 10 a.m. on, I'm recording this on Wednesday afternoon at at 2 o'clock Mountain Time, 10 a.m. this morning, so four hours ago and change, he puts that statement out there. It's welcome, welcome news to have this young man back with BYU because he is a fantastic representative of all things that BYU is. And the other thing about this is, BYU staff believed in Cody Epps when very few other people did. I think that may also go to the point of why they were so hurt by his decision originally to go into the portal because this was a kid who was overlooked by so many schools. Modern day where he played high school football is just a a recruiting paradise. USC plucks the, the elite of the elite from modern day. Think of the great players who have been through modern day high school in its history. Cody Epps went there, stood out, was the best receiver in the country in some people's minds but could not seemingly get a sniff from anybody. BYU staff went in there, believed in him, loved him and said that, hey, you can come here and make an impact and they they stuck by him through the injuries he had through the first two years at BYU. So I think that's some of where the hurt may have come from for BYU is that we're, we're the guys that believed in you. We're the guys that, that stu- stood by you through the injuries early on in your career. We were the ones that gave you your chance. I think that is probably the chief reason why there were some hurt feelings but Getting back to the original, original point here, it's good to have Cody Epps back, and I, I think all of us, myself included, we've all learned something from this episode. Now, uh, more good news uh, came Tuesday, uh, not Tuesday, Wednesday afternoon, with the announcement that Quez Glover is going to be a member of the BYU men's basketball program. Uh, what does he bring? Who is he? Let's talk about that as we continue on right here on Locked On Cougars. First, a word on our friends over at Built Bar. You're looking for a delicious snack but don't want all those calories and sugar that come with your typical ones? Then you need to try the best tasting protein bars ever, and that's our friends over at Built Bar. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices, Built Bar is the perfect complement for you. They're healthy and they taste amazing. That is a combo that sounds like an oxymoron, but it's absolutely trill. Uh, it's absolutely true, excuse me. The macros on these things are absolutely incredible. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, but a whopping 17 grams of protein packed into each one of them. You will not believe how healthy it is for you versus how good it tastes. The best part is there's a myriad of different uh, flavors out there. I've got four or five that are my personal favorites. I guarantee you guys can find some that you will enjoy as well. You can go to Built.com and place your order there and wait for it to be shipped to your house if there's a certain flavor you're looking for. But if you need your Built Bars today and you're not necessarily all that picky about your flavors, get to your local Smith's and or Sam's Club today to pick them up. They've got four bar packs available now at Smith's, 13 bar bulk packages available at Sam's Club. We'll have nothing more than for you guys to enjoy the greatness that is Built Bar. But once again, you can go to Bilt.com and while you're there, use the promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off your order. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-1-5 for 15% off your order. Or stop by your local Smith's and or Sam's Club today to pick them up and get enjoying the best tasting protein bars and do it with our friends at Built Bar. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day, everybody. Uh, really do appreciate all of you who are every day. Uh, a number of you have reached out seriously in the last 24, 48, 72 hours and have expressed uh, how much you guys have been listening to the podcast and it means the world to me. I, there are so many BYU podcasts out there and I'm good friends with all of them. The them Help, uh, Help Brigham guys, uh, Jeff and uh, Garrett, obviously. Jeff's got a new venture that he's got going on with The Daily Dose with give Give'em Help Brigham. Uh, Mitch Harper with... Uh, what what he's got going on with Cougar Tracks, a compatriot of mine at KSL Sports, obviously, speaking of Mitch, and then obviously the guys like the Hype Train podcast, uh, Joe Wheat and the crew over there, they do great work, so uh, I, I say that to say this, thank you for carving out time, you have a lot of options when it comes to your BYU podcast of choice, and I'm sure a number of you listen to all of them, but thank you for making Locked On Cougars a part of your routine. Alright, uh, Quez Glover announced that he is committed to the BYU football program, and I'm very intrigued by this pickup, because BYU's MO in the transfer portal on the hoop side of things under Mark Pope this offseason had been to go out and find guys who had a chance to grow with BYU's core. Quez Glover is is not that. He is a grad transfer one year uh, type guy. He is the next Rudy Williams coming into BYU. But the one thing I love about Quez Glover He's a former uh, Florida Gator, turned Sanford Bulldog. He's most recently been been playing for Sanford in the so- uh, SOCON, the Southern Conference. A uh, really, really an intriguing player because he has one thing that I absolutely love about his game is he is a certified bucket getter. And what I mean by that is when he needs to go and find a shot, he has the ability to create it for himself. And he does it standing at a diminutive, they list him at six foot 180 pounds uh, on the ESPN website. I don't think he's that tall. I, I saw that he was listed at five foot eleven. But what I love about this is, despite his lack of a uh, size, he is just like I said, a certified bucket getter. He can get you shots, get a shot off, make a play, get a get points when you absolutely have to have them. And that is something that BYU has been lacking uh, in this program, at least on the roster going into this upcoming season. I thought Rudy Williams filled that role at a, at different times last year for BYU. A little bit inconsistent. Uh, Rudy would have a fantastic game and then have a game where he's a little bit off. Quez Glover uh, is kind of that mold of player, but I think more consistent with his ability to go and generate his own offense. That is a welcome addition to BYU because he can come in, he can run the point guard uh, side of things, obviously take some pressure off Dallin Hall. He can set up guys like Dawson Baker, Trevin Nell, Jackson Robinson by dishing it to them out on the wing for threes. He is a guy who I think is going to be a fantastic addition even if it is just for the one year in BYU system. Like I said, you look at his averages, he averaged uh, twenty. 24.6 points per game, uh, six, 24.6 minutes per game this past season, despite missing two months with a torn meniscus, and still averaged over 14 points 14.7 14, points per game shot nearly 38% from 3 actually raising his 3 point percentage he's done that every year he's been in college by the way went from 24% to 25 to 30 to 37.8% officially uh, with uh, Sam for this past season uh, previous to that uh, in 2020, 2020 2021 2022 he played all the games uh, for Samford that season was all conference first team in the SOCON averaging 19.2 points per game this is a dude who knows how to score the basketball I think that's going to be a welcome, welcome addition for what Mark Pope's building with this roster for BYU. Is he a guy who's going to be able to grow with BYU? No, not necessarily, because like I said, he's only got the one year to get it right with BYU, but what he will offer is an offensive boost that I think that BYU was sorely needed coming out of the transfer portal. I love the pickup of, of Ali Khalifa, the Egyptian magician in the middle of BYU's lineup. I love that Dawson Baker can be a sharpshooter and a bucket-getter of his own from the wing, but you needed a point guard when he got the ball in their hands and it's getting low in the clock that can generate their own shot. That's what Quez Glover brings to BYU, and I think this is going to be fun to see him fit in with BYU. Uh, I think that this is another good pickup for Mark Pope. Uh, i got to give Mark Pope credit, by the way. He has proven his recruiting chops are not dead. Some of them had thought that the recruiting may have passed him by and the transfer portal had done him dirty. Um, Obviously, time will tell to see if his evaluations about these transfer portal uh, prospects are ultimately going to pan out uh, versus other ones that have not panned out in the past. But on paper... This might be the best transfer portal class that Mark has ever brought in since his first year at BYU when he got the guys uh, like Jake Toulson into the program. He brought them over from UVU. It wasn't necessarily as hard of a recruiting job as this one uh, would have been in my mind. But I think this is a great pickup. I think Quez is going to fit in at BYU and uh, fill a much-needed role on this offense. Does he start right away? That's a great question. Can he beat out Dellen Hall for the starting point guard job? We'll see. But maybe it ends up that Dellen Hall has to start and you put Quez Glover out there and Spencer Johnson becomes your super sub off the bench. The the myriad of uh lineup opportunities that this presents now for Mark Pope is actually pretty advantageous. This is going to be in in my mind just looking at it right now this is going to be a far more competitive BYU basketball team uh, going into the Big 12 as it stands right now versus what I thought two and three months ago. And any of you who listen to this podcast know how down I was on the BYU basketball program at that point. And it didn't feel like there was much hope uh, with, that, with that group at that time. But I think with working the offseason with the guys who are the holdovers as well as the additions via the transfer portal, I'm feeling a little better about BYU's chances. The Big 12 is still truly a bear trap. BYU very easily could finish in the bottom half of the conference next. Year And actually compete quite favorably, but that just shows how good this conference truly is going to be, and BYU's got their work cut out for them to compete on a game-in and game-out basis, but guys like Quez Glover, uh, they are much needed for BYU to have the success they they hope to have uh, going into the Big 12 era. All right. Emergency edition over. That's it. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. As I said, a great conversation for those of you who are everydayers with Jackson Kafusi and Alema My Really enjoyed getting to know both of these young men, both of them recent graduates, guys who just recently wrapped up their playing careers in a BYU football uniform. You'll hear that podcast uh, tomorrow. But until then, thank you so much once again for making us your first listen of the day. Hope you guys are all doing fantastic wherever you might be. And I hope you guys will rejoin us again tomorrow. This has been the Locked on Cougars podcast. See ya.